Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. The Colts got their third straight win in November as they outlasted the Buccaneers. We will recap that game, look ahead to the trip to Nashville to take on the Titans again, and discuss the mayhem that occurred in the unstable pick six. So here we go. Yes, here we are in the backyard. Uh, taking a chill pill right now because uh, cold front came in through Texas. I know if you're listening in Indianapolis, you're going to laugh at us. It's uh, down into the 40s in the evening here. Uh, we record in the backyard because that's about the only place that's quiet around our house with all the kids we got and the craziness yep. uh, and stuff. So uh, uh, here we go. Uh, the uh, Ryan Kelly, the Ryan Kelly, was <laughs> out so that means Wesley French was back, which means the return of French fries with him and Will Fries. Yes. So uh, still looking for a French fry sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I have a few. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure why we don't have fast food companies just like, I mean, we have French as you as like if you're in Madden mode with the Colts offense right now. It literally reads French fries. Mm-hmm. If you're reading from center to guard, French fries on the back of their jerseys. So I'm not yep. sure why we don't have. I mean, uh, the guard and center, like both guards and centers, just sounds like a French fry face. Nelson French fries. There you go. Nelson French fries. I'm not sure if there's a, a Nelson uh, a fast food joint out there, but no, uh, I, I mean, so. maybe maybe somebody needs maybe a fast maybe. food. Maybe they need a Nelson French fry. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, and then it all would tie in together. Mm-hmm. Well, the Colts are three and zero in November. Mm hmm. Three and two in the AFC which is the tiebreaker over the Broncos and the head-to-head over Houston, which lands the Colts currently as the seventh and final seed in the playoffs if they were to start right now. The playoffs? Playoffs! Yes. Thank you, Jim Mora, for that one in Peyton's uh, first year, I believe, yeah. when they ended up 3-13. and 13. Yes. And uh, just another little thing, me and I were talking earlier, and... We both saw the AFC playoff picture if it was stop right now. Yep. Chiefs and Colts are playing each other. <laughs> we'll have to have him on for sure then and if that's going to happen. I mean, maybe we can get it done like we did last year. Chiefs aren't as good. We have a diff- really different team than we did last year. I'm, I'm like, our quarterback kind of, like, not doesn't, I don't know, kind of feels the same as Matt Ryan, but doesn't and really, he gets the, I think he's I more know. efficient than Ryan. Yeah. He but get, Ryan can have big games. He's definitely more mobile. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Minshew Shimmy. We're gonna talk a little yes, bit about yeah. that uh, as we recap the uh, Bucks game. They went almost 400 yards of total offense. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. 
239 passing yards. And 155 on the ground against one of the best run defenses in the league. Uh, if you look at their nose tackle, which is one of the top, uh, Vita Vea, he, he's massive. He had zero goose eggs in all stat lines. Yeah, I saw him maybe once in the highlights, and he was like, it was just there. He so was just close. Way to go, French fries again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then who won the turnover battle? Uh, it was us, wasn't it? It was the Colts. Yeah, two to one mm-hmm. because of the one right at the end. But still, two to one, win the turnover battle, protect the ball, take the ball. You will win the game, almost guaranteed. Colts are we're also three for four on the fourth down conversions. I think it's just wild that we went for four. I know that one though that should have never happened. Right, mm-hmm. fourth and six from the Tampa Bay forty. Under two minutes left in the third quarter, with the Colts up twenty to ten. I we have I, a good punter and a really good like go get the ball like special teams. I mean, uh, there are many plays in this game that Shane Steichen is getting a ton of credit for. Duly, yep. uh, you know, with much respect, this is the this is one of them though that I go. Uh, I remember we were watching it on Red Zone. They cut to a fourth and six. I'm like, fourth and six? We're going for it? Yeah. I thought this would have been one of those opportunities where you're trying to draw them off sides, mm-hmm. where you put put out your punt team, put the you know other team back in. You you know you settle for a uh, delay of game if necessary, whatever like that. Fourth and six didn't necessarily seem like the opportune place or time for that. Yeah. Uh, JT had 91 yards on 15 carries, which makes it 6.1 yards per carry, which is really good. Yep. And two touchdowns. Yes, he had two touchdowns. Zach Moss also was a little bit back more in the game. He had eight carries for 55 yards, which is 6.9 per. Yep. Even better per. Pitt had 10 catches for 107 yards. Uh, I heard that uh, he passed uh, Marvin Harrison for second all-time number of games with eight or more catches in a season. Yeah, and while we're talking about that, Mm -hmm. JT passed Marshall Falk in a record, that being the most amount of touchdowns uh, in first four seasons, and I think JT has 38. Yes, for uh, for the Colts, yes. For the Colts, yes. Uh, So uh, pretty awesome uh, for those guys. Uh, We did see the Minshew shimmy as he had a touchdown after the gutsy midfield fourth down pass uh kind of this uh jet sweep kind of or not uh um uh what am i thinking of the Uh, boot yeah he was kind of like lined up almost like a tight end but almost like a fullback and then kind of drifted out uh, in the sideway in uh big gain Uh, also uh josh first downs got the first down to set that up as well Mm mm-hmm uh, freshly elevated Rodney Harrison Jr. and he had an interception today. Yep, uh, and he was the guy that replaced uh, the newly gone Shaq Leonard, who was at the game, gave everybody a wave, and crowd gave him a cheer. The D line had a day: six sacks, three TFLs, led by Samson Ebicom with two and one respectively, and a forced fumble. To end the game. Ice the game. The Colts also did not allow a 100-yard receiver, even though Mike Evans did carve out some big plays. Yes, uh, he had two touchdowns and some big plays, but, uh, you know, we've you've given up a 100-yard receiver quite a few times. Then there was the fourth and inches call to Mo with Zaire 
as the fullback. As soon as I saw Zaire in there, he looked a little lost. I'm going to be honest. He, lo- he looked lost, not just during the play, before the play. He's like, okay, where do I line up? And, and JT comes up to me. He's like, here, you go here, you block. <laughs> he did look a little overly excited, but also a little confused. And then uh, the strip sack recovered by Deo at the end. Yep. So uh, big day for the defense. Speaking of Zaire, uh, Zaire had seven tackles, including three solos. Not like not terrific, right. but maybe he was just there as like a distraction. Maybe like just like a meet, like a guy there. Yeah. Well, he also, you know, he's now a two-way player. Yeah. So he had to be a little bit more conf- you know, exactly, exactly. He had to like you know work and worry about the that one offensive play that he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, that puts him with 124 total on the season, which is third in the league. Three behind TJ Edwards and two behind Roquan Smith, but he still has the most solo tackles in the league with 79 on the season. That puts him on track for about 122 after at the end of the season i forget i think that's close to the record for solo tackles that uh okay. that um uh ray lewis has i believe mm-hmm. so do you have any concerns from the game um obviously they were able to get big plays we we let them kind of easily go down the field we were able to stop them in our in our own territory but it's the fact that we need to have good defense in their territory so we get good field position. So it's not like, okay, we're giving up three points, this drive, this drive, this drive. We yeah. And the only time, I think, I could be wrong, I don't think the Bucks punted at all. I think it was either a turnover or they scored some points off. Whether they, that they be a punt, field goal. They punted a few times. Yeah, they, okay. yeah, they did. Uh, one for three in the red zone, which is good, but the fact that they got there was a little troubling. Um, yeah. Now, one of those times was an interception uh, from Gardner, um, but um, you know they got it. They got it to first and mm-hmm. goal a couple times, but our defense, you know, yeah. that defensive line yeah. was able to come up with stops when they needed to. Do we have only one turnover? Uh, we did. We just had that one interception. Yeah, so that I was, think it was bad. It was in a bad it spot. Was, it was, but, but it looked like a miscommunication between Downs mm-hmm. and Gardner. It was in a bad spot. But it's the fact that we only had one turnover that makes me even more excited about our offense. Like, our offense is just getting better. And we already know our defense is good. Yeah. Like, I like how we're getting better along the end of the season. And on a high note, whether that be playoffs or not. Yeah. And so, AR comes back. We keep Minshew. I love Minshew as a backup. I I mean, I love him yeah. as a starter right now. Yeah. But I love, I love Minshew himself. Yeah. Like, the guy. Yeah. And get AR back, get this thing rolling, because AR is terrific if he can stay healthy. Yep, yep. Um, I'm a little concerned that they only went three for five in the red zone. Mm -hmm. Um, Seems like they could have had more opportunities to punch it in. Um, uh, But uh, I honestly, I'm going to go off of yours a little bit and say, you say our defense is great. They also, but they gave up 125 yards of rushing Mm -hmm. to one of to like the worst rushing offense in the league so yeah that's a little troubling because we've been you know, the colts have been able to they've been scorched for the receivers and now they finally got the receivers on lockdown and now they're getting scorched on the run game and so they need defense to be able to put it all together uh and be adaptable that's one of the most frustrating things on defense yep. is that they're not adaptable okay 
The next question, though, how valid is this three-game win streak considering the competition or lack of offense, lack of defense, that kind of thing? How valid is it considering uh, what? It's the the Panthers, the Patriots, and the Bucks that this is against. I mean, obviously the best out of those teams was the Bucks, and it was a kind of close game. You look like once – I told you this the other day. Once um, we got that first interception and points off of it, I was like, okay, I'm not worried. Like, even whenever they scored, I wasn't worried. So, watching the game, I feel like it wasn't like a worry, like, okay, you score points, we score points type of thing. It was, yeah. was kind of like a like a go-with-the-flow type of game. Uh, I was never really worried. Against the Panthers, I wasn't either. Right. And the Patriots, I was for a little bit because – Nothing was happening for a while. Yeah. It was a low-scoring game. Um, but, but then the question. <clears throat> the question, yeah. The question. We've got these three wins in a row, but moving forward, how valid is that considering the competition mm-hmm. ahead when you have teams like the Bengals with, I mean, even without Joe Burrow, uh, the Steelers, uh, the uh, Houston, uh, the Titans at home, yeah. Vegas who's kind of, you know, making its way. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I don't know exactly how valid this claim is, but I feel like we're kind of like a those teams like you see it a lot in um like little league sports or like low level club whatever. Okay, where they play to the other team's level, like they don't uh, play to their full potential. Okay. I feel like we because we have really good games. Like we beat the Chiefs last year. No one was expecting right. that. Uh, Colts beat the Ravens this we year. We beat the Ravens. Yep. We're one of their, what, two three. losses? Three losses. We're one of their... Four. Three, four. Something like that. We're one of their... No, three. Yeah. We're one of their three losses. Yep. And that just proves to me that we can keep up with teams. It's like, like I'm saying, it's like you play to their level. Like you have all this potential. We see all this stuff in these games. And then it comes down to like the pan- the Patriots and were only beating by four or three points. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't make sense to me because we're, we're beating the Ravens. It's an st- amazing team. Yep. And then we're kind of mediocre you. against the Patriots. I got you. So stop playing down the level. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe play the, to, play maybe, to what you know you maybe can. Maybe the win streak will help them uh, in their confidence, confidence yeah. and things like that. What was your Mayflower move of the game then? I kind of talked about it, but... The first interception. It was a mood swinger. Never worried. I wanted to see the Colts play. But if I was watching another game, I'm like, Colts got this. It's okay. All right. Uh, I am definitely going to go with the fourth and inches, 30-yard pass to Moelle Cox. That whole thing worked really well, except for Zaire didn't block anybody. uh, And he looked confused. But everything else worked really well. The uh, play fake was sold tremendously. Uh, They got the look that they wanted. Moelle was on his own. If by chance it could have been a little bit more out in front of him, he would have scored a touchdown. Um, But a little inside information uh, in the presser after the fact, Shane Steichen said that it was Tom Manning, the tight ends coach, that brought this play up in the coach's short yardage game planning meeting. And he said, hey, let's do this. And they said, all right, that seems like a great idea. Um, But then they were like, well, who's going to play fullback? Because we have to have a legitimate, different guy at fullback. Because if they see two tight ends, they might think something's up. And so 
they threw Zaire in there and Shane Steichen said, hey, Zaire, you're going to be our fullback. And he's like, okay, cool. And he requested to actually maybe get the ball thrown to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Shane was like, eh, hold up. Maybe not yet. Keyword yet. Yet. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, now that that cat is out of the yes. bag, that may not happen anymore. Who was your star of the game? Um, I think it was my guy to watch last week. Uh, MPJ, uh, he had such a really good game, like you said. Yep. Uh, overtook Marvin Harrison, and um, I I feel like he was really like there whenever you needed something like that big fourth down play, uh, whenever you need the always reliable, always there, and he's like we had kind of talked about. It, he's kind of like built like Mike Evans, yeah. not as like heavy or muscular, I right. guess. But he's built but like him. I would say I would say he's built like Mike he's, Evans when Mike Evans was about four years in the league, which is what MPJ is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But. Um, I am going to go my star of the game as Samson Ebicom. Okay. Uh, I actually want to give it to Buck. I'm not because he didn't have the stats, but that's what makes me want to give it to him even more because – all of the rest of the stuff, I think, happened large in amount because of Buck, even though he wasn't Everyone's on the so stat sheet. About him. But uh, Samson had all the numbers to back it up. He was all over the place. Uh, I even saw one play. He was jumping off the sideline to congratulate. Uh, he was. They were on. And Colts were on defense, uh, but he was just. You know, he was on the sideline. I was like, oh, did he get on on a pass play? Oh no, he was coming off the bench to congratulate his guys. That's cool. yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's it. Uh, three and O in November is great, but the competition has not been the greatest. So how can the Colts continue that win streak going into enemy territory in a divisional matchup? We'll answer that question after this. We still don't have any sponsors, but if you'd like to sponsor a little podcast, like every time we mention French fries, Email theunstableblues at gmail.com. Until then, we'll keep telling you about what we do. Christmas puppy preparation is in full swing at Country Mountain Dogs. Yorkie pups are ready now, so you can be fully bonded by this special day. Golden Doodles will be ready to go home on December 29th, and our new litter of Burner Doodles will be ready January 21st. We will make you a special reveal video for Christmas time for your special gift getter, Check out all the pup dates at Country Mountain Dogs on Facebook and Instagram. All right, it's time for halftime adjustments. Um, This one is the Titans. Both of these teams are a little different than they were at the first meeting with Billy Jeans at QB for the Titans and uh, the last game uh, that the Colts are now without Grove. Mm-hmm. Uh, JT also now Maybe. has a thumb injury, which yeah. may cause a problem. How big of an impact could that have on the game? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we have Moss, though. We know Moss is such a great runner. <laughs> I love Moss. I love JT as well, though. I've forgiven JT because of how good he's been doing. Um, I feel like... If JT is like, if he's still going to play, just not as much, I feel like we'll still be in good hands. Uh, if JT doesn't play, then that's only one running back that they have to prepare for, which is a little troubling. But I feel like Moss can still get it done. He's still able to find those holes. Plus, if he can't find one, he'll make one because he, he's that 
like he's strong. Uh, there were so. so many game. There were so many rushes in this past game against the Bucks that uh, seemed like they were dead in the water. Mm. But then all of a sudden, the pile keeps moving, and all of a sudden, boop, there goes whoever it is. And it's almost like I couldn't tell which one it was. You know, if they're lined up and they're going right to left, all I see is two, and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know which one has it because they seem to be very similar, although very different at the same time. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. You lose JT as your number one. Guess who your number two is? He's still a top 10 rushing yard back in the league Yeah, for the year. Mm-hmm. Even though he's been getting, you know, they've been dialing back his number of carries, even down to like, what, one, I think? Uh, not this the past week, week four. Week four. Yeah. So... To have a top 10 rusher in your pocket as your backup, pretty dang good. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Uh, what are your keys to the game here? Um, Like I always say, run the ball. Oh, Keep yeah. running. Pound yes. the ball. Yes. You see what it did last week. It pound, you pound the ball. You get good yards off of that. You're able to throw it. Didn't Shane Steichen, when he first got hired, say, hey, we're going we're gonna to throw to – uh, to score points, and then we're going to run to win. Mm-hmm. What do they do against the Bucks? Score to make points, run to win. There you go. Um, but uh, Zaire, I want you to get back in first. All right. That, uh, so <laughs> get four more tackles than TJ Edwards does. Yeah. Um, and so defense, stay physical. Uh, mm. I feel like both these teams are gritty. Oh, yeah. Mike Vrabel is a gritty coach. Yep. Uh, not not a bad way though. Not a bad nope, way. Nope. Uh, he's very good. Not in coach. a dance way either. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, he's he's a very good coach too. Um, you, you can see he's growing gray and white hairs. I mean, he's getting a little old. Um, <laughs> Coaching will do that to you. Yeah, exactly. Stressful. Um, but needless to say, it's going to be a hard fought battle. I feel like any time, regardless of how good these teams are, they always play to their highest standard against each other. Yep. So it's always a good game. Um, uh, I had one. Uh, Billy Jeans loves to throw deep. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he has a cannon for him. He's just there to show. <laughs> But regardless, he can he can throw, it, yeah. And he's got an amazing receiver, D Hop, that like, regardless of what people say, he can still go out there and catch the ball. So I, we need our DBs step up against him. Uh, whatever it is, DBs read uh, whatever Will is doing. Uh, if it's oh, if it's over the top, make a play on it. Keep it clean though. So I don't want any deep uh, pass interference. That's gonna make me mad. Yeah, yeah. That's that's an entirely big possibility with a uh, with the inexperienced back there at cornerback. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go off of that and say okay, um, take away D Hop over the top, get pressure on Will Levis and force him to make mm-hmm. those intermediate passes in traffic. I think that's the key to success in the passing game because uh, he he can throw it deep. I mean, his first game was all deep passes, right? Yep. If you force him because of your your doubling uh, D hop, you're you know crashing people on the outside um, to protect the deep ball, then you're forcing him to make the throws he doesn't necessarily want to make, mm-hmm. uh, and and force him to make it in traffic, and you got Blackman, you got Speed, you know, these guys coming yeah. up with some uh, stuff there uh, in the middle. Um, protect the ball. <laughs> Take the ball. Still need that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, we've seen this over and over. Like, 
the Colts are not just in the Colts games. No, like a lot of games. Right. The Colts are six and zero when they win the turnover battle. They're zero and five when they don't. Mm-hmm. This is how it goes. Protect it, that, the that's ball. That's how it goes in my high school football too. Take the ball. Like if you protect the ball and you take the ball, you almost guarantee to win. Yeah. So do that, but be prepared because it's Mike Vrabel to go all sixty minutes. Yep. Maybe even more than that because you never know. Mm-hmm. But go all 60 minutes. Don't ever let up. Um, stay physical because you know they're going to want to be physical. Um, you have the advantage of you just had the bye a couple weeks ago. So yep. use that to your advantages. What are the also, matchups? One, so, one more thing. Okay, yes. We, we can't forget about okay. this. I mean, yes, he's kind of looked over, but he's still really good running back. Derrick Henry is a problem sometimes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We do have to stop the run in yes. addition to run the ball. Yes, yes, that's correct. We must stop the run. Um and that's gonna be that's gonna be hard because since Grove is gone, we've given up at least 125 yards in all of the games mm-hmm. that he's been out. And yeah. so um how do we do that? Do we blitz more? Uh do we how do we clog up the middle? I think we need to blitz more. I do too. Um unfortunately come on, we Gus. don't we don't coach. Gus, come, on, come on, Gus. Come on, Gus. Let's do it. Let's blitz, blitz, blitz. Get Grant Stewart in there and the pair flying backwards and him, and, and him running forward and just crack on, uh, on Derrick Henry. Yes. Um, all right. What are your matchups to watch then? Um, whoever is covering D-Hop needs to be locked down. Yep. Needs to be locked down. Um, obviously, Zaire against uh, Henry, he's had some uh, last game – uh, Franklin had some key stops, like that fourth down stop. Yep. It was basically by himself that he got Henry. And the fact that he did that by himself when everyone's like so scared of how strong and fast yeah. he is. Yep. Um, and then uh, on offense, uh, whoever's against Downs, because Downs is, I feel like Downs is going to have a good game. Okay. Um, um, he's like, he's so fast. And I wouldn't say the Titans are inexperienced at defensive back, but they're not the greatest. Um, yeah. So okay. whoever's on downs. Gotcha. I have uh, downs versus spacing. Okay. Uh, and finding those spaces uh, to be. Uh, he, he has a knack for doing it. I just want him to find those spaces against uh, the Titans well. Um, I also have the Colts D-line versus Billy Jeans. Obviously, the D-line isn't playing. They have to go ag- against the offensive line, but I don't think that the offensive line for the Titans is really all that great. And so I want to see how they can do against uh, uh, against Will Levis and, you know, in applying that pressure. Yeah. Uh, and then I have uh, JT and or Moss versus Harold Landry and Aziz Ashair. Uh, that's their big okay. run stoppers uh, in the linebacking core. And so I want to see how they fare again, how our running backs, how the Colts running backs fare against uh, the Titans linebackers, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Who is your player to track then? Um, I'm, I'm going to say uh, whichever running back is uh, the number one. So okay. either JT or Moss. Right. Um, because I feel like t- they're going to need to – that's going to be the key to this game. They're running the ball because they're physical team. We need to be physical back because if we're not, we're not going to win this game. And the key to being physical is running the ball, showing that you're not scared, going over, cracking some helmets, like yeah. make some noise. Yeah. 
Um, I am going to go off of something you said earlier, even though I already had this written down. I'm going Josh Downs as my player to track. I think he's going to have a big, uh, he's already had some breakout games, but I think this could be a, a big one for him. Um, not in terms of like he's going to have this one big amazing play, but I think the cumulative effect of Josh Downs uh, could be uh, like if we, if, if the Colts are able to get him the ball like eight times to maybe even 12 times, I think that's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, because what I think he had four catches against the Bucks and three of them were first downs. That's there's a reason he is Josh first downs. Yeah. Your prediction. 17, 10 Colts. All Didn't right. Take a while this time. All right. Uh, big surprise here. Uh, I actually am going to say that Titans are going to win this game. Okay. Uh, 24 to 17. I don't think that uh, they're going to, the Colts will make it t- into a four game win streak. I think this will be a little reality check as they go down the home stretch. And I think maybe it's needed. I think yeah. maybe that it's mm-hmm. a little bit of a, uh, a needed thing uh, to land back at 500 before the last push of the last five games. Yeah. That's what the Colts need to do and against the Titans. But next, we will see how I can catch up to my dad in the end of pick six because he's a decent way ahead. Are you starting a new business? Is your business due for a facelift? With Yellow Moped Studios, I design brand strategies built around your business philosophies and geared toward your target audience. Get your business on the move with yellowmopedstudios.com. Welcome back. It's third and short, and it's time for the unstable pick six. But before we make our picks for this week, let's take a look at last week's picks. Let's do indeed. We both had the Niners over the Seahawks, and we got that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had the Bengals. I had the Steelers. You got that one. Uh, I had the Jaguars. I had the Houston. Houston looked like they had a chance. Yes, they did, but the Jaguars pulled it out, and I got that one. Both had the Falcons. Both got that one. Uh, I had the Cardinals. And I had the Rams. And you got that I one. I did. And, and then to round, it all up, to round it all out, we both had the Eagles and both got that done in overtime yes. after the Bills had scored a field goal and Jalen Hurts ran, in, ran it in for a touchdown. Yes, but before that descended in overtime, there was the 59-yarder. Jake Elliott. Yes. Uh, so... Uh, congratulations to the Eagles for keeping that going. Yeah. The Bills now on currently on the outside looking in, uh, as well Not as normal, a, as well as a few other teams that we're going to talk about uh, that are playing each other this week. That mm-hmm. puts my record at forty three and twenty nine, and I am forty one and thirty one. We are not. We haven't. T- I haven't touched five hundred. I know. Uh, like this is what baffles me. There are people that. The professionals that are professionals on, TV's, on yeah. TV and make these picks every single week, and, and they're they're excited if they're at five hundred. Mm-hmm. We do this six games every single week, every single for the whole season, and we're not really even close yeah. to five hundred. Well, I mean, to be fair, they probably do all of the games. No, they do less than we do. Really? Yes. They do like the primetime games? They do like the big games. Oh, so like three or four. Yes. Oh, goodness. I know. Oh. We're, we're pretty good at this. We are. Maybe maybe we should become friends. Maybe I'm a little bit better than you are right now. I don't know. Last year was weird. So, 
Here we go for this week. Uh, first up, we got the Seahawks from the 90s in their uniforms against the Cowboys. Uh, I feel like I'm going to give it the Cowboys. I have Dak in for my um, quarterback this week, so oh. I kind of need him to do good. Okay. And it's in Dallas. All right. Uh, you know what? The Seahawks, everybody's raving about those 90s uniforms. I don't think they looked that really that good when they came out. Plus, they, they look good in the pictures. They don't look good on the field. Here's the deal. The Cowboys played on Thursday on Thanksgiving. They play on Thursday again this week. Guess who has the advantage? And it's at home again for the second week in a row. It's going Cowboys. Yep. Uh, next game, Broncos in Houston. Yes. Uh, two streaking teams here. Uh, Broncos all of a sudden, like, th- they're right there uh, in the playoff conversation, although out because, you know, tiebreaker and the Colts. Yeah. Um both of them are because it's, it's, it's in Houston, so I'm going to say Houston. I don't disagree with you. I feel like Houston is the hotter team right now, even they ju- even though they just lost, but it's barely. Yep. Uh, next game, we got Lions at Saints. Both coming off of a loss, but both kind of right there. I mean, the Lions are number one in there, uh, and then Saints are just now a tiebreaker back uh, in their uh, con- mm-hmm. in their division. Yep. Uh, Saints are coming off a loss, but so are the Lions to yep. the Packers. I don't think the Lions want to take that, though. So I'm going to go Lions here. All right. Uh, I am going to say that... <sighs> yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. I almost want to give it to the Saints because they're home and they need it, I think, a little bit more. But I think I don't think the Lions are going to lose two in a row that way. Mm-hmm. Next game, probably the game of the week. Oh, yeah. Niners in Philly playing the Eagles. Man, oh, this has all of the everything that you want in all of the NFC matchup. It's the revenge. This is the NFC. This is this the Brock NFC. Purdy and uh, who else? Jimmy G, right? What? No, Brock Purdy and Trey Lance got injured, right? Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson. Oh yeah, they and, both and got injured. Like, th- this is they, the, this is the reason why they have the new emergency quarterback rule because of this game. And uh, all the Eagles fans, they already hate everyone, and then they really hate it if you complain about losing to them because we took out your quarterbacks, and that's exactly what the Niners have been doing, saying we could have won the game had you not taken out our quarterbacks. And the it. Eagles want to say prove it, and it's in the same exact location. And the Eagles fans are terrible. They're terrible. Like, they're awful human being people. I'm not even <laughs> sure how human being they actually are. <laughs> but, but I'm going to say, I'm going to stick to this, that the Niners will get it done just like they should have in the NFC championship, championship game last year had... They actually had a quarterback. Yep. Uh, I agree. Different reasoning, though. I, I agree with everything you're saying. The one thing is... Okay. They almost lost to the Bills. I don't think the Niners would lose to the Bills. Okay. Right. I think the Niners have a better team than the Bills do. Play harder than the Bills do. So, if the Eagles are going to almost lose to the Bills, they ain't they, uh, winning against the Niners. All right. Uh, we kept this one in. Uh, let's do Chiefs at... Packers, because the Packers are coming off of a win, both, and the both Chiefs are good. coming off of a... No, they won against... They won they, against the Raiders. They won against the Raiders, yes. It looked a little shaky at the it beginning. It was 14-0 at the beginning, and then the it, Chiefs just, you know, came yeah. back. Right. Ah, it's hard to argue with the Chiefs. Is T-Swift going to be there? 
<laughs> she's on tour, I believe. Oh, she is on tour. Ooh, that changes things up. Nah, uh, I'm going to say the Chiefs just because I feel like they have the better team. Uh, I don't see them losing to the Packers, although it is in Green Bay. It is in Green Bay. And Green Bay is coming off the mini buy after Thanksgiving. They've got a few more days to prepare. They need it a little bit more. I'm going to say Packers. Okay. Differentiating game. I thought we'd go for it. Might not have any. Last game, the White Bengals with Browning, not not Burrow, at the Jaguars wearing the black. Yeah, this is the straight up uh, ebony and ivory game. One team in all white, one team in all black. It's a little confusing because the team in all white has a guy, a quarterback that's named Browning. So it's a little weird. Everything Um, is contradicting. We'll have all kinds of colors, even though, Complete absence of color because it's just black and white. It's in Jacksonville, by the way. Yes. uh, I'm going to say that the the Jacksonville Jaguars are just going to dominate this game. Yeah. uh, The Bengals look shaky. Looks like they couldn't put up points. And the Jaguars' defense is ruthless. I'm going Jaguars here. It's in Jacksonville as well. Yep. That's it for this week. Next week, we will talk about the game that happened in Tennessee and look ahead to the game that is happening in the Bermuda Triangle against the Bengals the week after. And we'll see what happens with our one different game, which still won't bring you up to what you need to be in the unstable Maybe it'll catch me up, though. Well, this is Liam. And this is Kevin. Money to stay unstable. <laughs>